All right, folks. I got a caller at 410. All right, folks. We're back, and it's Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. It's Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB. 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is uh, uh, Thursday. Glad to be back. We weren't here on yesterday. I was. En route in the in my protectorate, the CEO of this fine organization advised me, Kim, you're too valuable to this organization. Do not risk coming up here. And true, a storm was passing over just as I was uh, responding, saying, No, I won't make it. I won't come. So uh, uh, that was a rerun on yesterday. And of course, the storm did come. There's uh, power just came back on there in Madison, the city of Madison. Folks had been without power for. Uh, I guess some may be still without power, but they were predicting 10 o'clock tonight. Now there, uh, some lights have come back on on the Hoy Road area, I am told. So a uh, hat tip to the energy crew working tirelessly to get everybody back online. And, of course, I know uh, Mayor, 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 Mayor Mary was uh, putting the full court press on them to provide the services to the citizens of Madison. So, all right. Well, I'm glad everybody else uh, and everybody is okay Uh into each life, some storms may come, a little rain, and all that kind of stuff. So it is what it is. We are going to have a guest call in and give us some advice about uh, wellness, health care, et cetera. And then at 5 o'clock, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had in the studios Mr. Anson Walker, health enthusiast extraordinaire. He uh, a trainer over at Stark Fitness there in Gluckstadt, and he had written a book chronicling the uh, Life's and time of Anson Walker, and uh, uh, it was quite interesting. Got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback. And uh, well, but guess what? Teeny, did I realize that he comes from a long line of literary geniuses? That's right. His mom is going to be in the studio today, and she has written the book. But I'll let her. I won't steal her thunder. She'll be here at five o'clock. I think you're going to find it quite amusing. She's a very multi-talented, multi-faceted individual who has a, a a lot to to write about and uh so i see where anson has gotten his uh, uh writing uh skills and uh but we'll be talking with her at i think you're going to enjoy it uh, i think many of you are going to be huh i did not know that huh so anyway let's look forward to that we're going to have take a little lighter note we are going to get back to the serious stuff um we like i said we have a guest that'll be calling here in a minute or so uh, just just one quick thing about Willie Smith and the Chris Rock situation. Now they're saying the big pharma put on put them up to that. Big pharma has a big has a new drug coming out to treat alopecia, so they wanted to come in with a slap or with a bang, as it were. And uh, uh, there was all staged. Who knows? In this world, uh, everything is uh, uh, you just can't. Only thing you can believe is Radio Strongman. Everybody else suspect suspect raised eyebrows. You know, side eyes. You know, I understand that. But uh, uh, we'll see uh, what will happen then. And, of course, uh, uh, Will continues to get pillared. Man, I found out so much stuff about that. Not only did she have an affair, she had an affair with her son's friend. Jeez, that's one thing to be a cougar. Come on, Jada. She was kicking it with her son's. Jeez. Man, you talk. Look, I mean, we can dance around this, but you know, the word is that if she was out here on the street, she would be known as a skank. Okay, 
Well, I know you like her. I know that's your girl and all that dog. But hey, man, hey, you should have listened to Percy Sledge, bro. You should listen to your mama now. I know your mama looked at us and, mm, girl, boy, she ain't got all the running out of her, son. You need, to, you need to keep it moving. But anyway, he's in love, and I understand. I don't know if Will going to be able to, you know, I, I, I pray that he, he can hold up, but I don't know if he's built mentally for what this guy just, I mean, he, he just played himself. He just played himself, but yeah, the uh, the young men, well one of the one of the young men one of the men that we know about was her son's friend. Jeez, man, boy, that would really blow your high. You out there smoking a blunt, and your boy said, "Yeah, man, I'm jumping up and down on your mama last night." <laughs> yeah, that's gonna go over real big, real big. And of course, Will's kids—they're kind of weird themselves, especially his son. Jeez, man. That boy don't know which way to turn. He like McKinley Mitchell up in there. I don't know which way to turn. And my boy, girl, don't know which way is up. Don't know where to sit in the toilet, stand up at the toilet, lay across the toilet. I just don't know. So, Will, you you didn't get an uh, you didn't get an Oscar for that other movie. I am legend. You should have because you're a legend now, amongst the busters. And of course, you're lovely. And you know what? I wouldn't trust Jade as far as I could throw her. But she does have some seductive eyes with the little cue ball head she got going there. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, that's another story. All right, Barbara, it's two minutes later. Now, you, you, you need to call on in here. i tell you what. But anyway, we won't, uh, we won't well, it is an open forum till, the, till our interviewer, interviewee calls in. But, uh, and then I hear that there was some more killing in the city of Jackson, um, uh, they found a body in a yard, and man, folks, I know you get tired of me saying this, but I got to say it. Y'all gonna have to turn and go in a different direction. It's called repenting. Now, everybody trying to act like they don't know what the problem is. The problem is, we black people, us, us you, you guys. We played ourselves. We screwed up the liberation and freedom that Dr. King and his sacrifices and the sacrifices of others made to free us from the clutches of the white Democrat Party. And then we were sold back into slavery by the likes of the folks from the Bodie Plantation, Benny and some of those other folks who could continue to cut deals that benefit themselves and destroy undermine the success and future generations of the black community but it's not just here now don't get me wrong i don't just mean that just the Bodie folks here but uh across the nation and the sons of jesse have delivered us unto <laughs> they delivered us back into slavery it is not going to get any better the killing is the only way it's going to get better all you preachers who've been taking money from the democrat party you know, they took money from the Republican Party, too. Yeah, they sure did. Because the Republicans that they were taking money from were no different than the Democrats that they were hugging the nads on, okay? So this is why I'm telling anybody in the sound of my voice, be you black, white, or sky blue, green, particularly white folks, I might add, you ain't got to pay no attention to what black folks complain about. You ain't got to, you ain't got to worry, honor, or be concerned with the complaints about slavery, Jim Crow, 
Somebody done me wrong. Somebody beat me down. Somebody shot me. Somebody threw me in the creek. Somebody hung me from a tree. You ain't got to worry about any of that. Black folks have chosen this path that doesn't bear fruit, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with us other than the fact that our pride won't allow us to go in a different direction. We'd rather st- suffer the pain of inordinacy and hard-headedness and, and stiff-neckedness than change and stand in the blessings of God. So screw them. You don't want anybody. It, it ain't got nothing to do with color. This is about people who won't line themselves up with the word. We walked out up under the covering, from up under the covering. There's no future for us. You can get mad at me, but you ain't going to be able to call me a liar. You Look, I tell you what. Every day, not every day, every day you live going forward, going to bear witness to what I'm saying. Every day. This stuff is over, man. We, we played ourselves. Yeah, you got a few high-profile Negroes like them folks sitting at the Oscars. All these rich Negroes, ain't nothing wrong with being rich, but only a few of them are wealthy. Only a few of them are making their money make money, like Shaq and, and Magic and Michael and a few like that. But the rest of what's that boy? Uh, 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 I can't think of his name. He, he, he's worth about a billion dollars. He has all those uh, uh, TV shows and stuff. Byron, Byron uh, what's his name? And people like that. But for the most part, we haven't learned how to parlay that. Back when we were Negroes, back when we were slaves, back when we were the ends, folks would work all year long to go buy their cousins and brothers and mothers and sisters and everybody, anybody they could, up out of slavery. Now we got these Negroes today with money. They, they the one putting us in slavery. The folks who got $80 million and ain't got no product, ain't got no storefront, Ain't got no service that we can discern that he's selling other than selling us out. Those are the Negroes we had. That's what I'm saying. Do not blame. I'm not going to let you blame white folks. You can say I'm running inter- interference for white people if you want to. Whatever. And I used to say you folks were stupid. You ain't stupid. You are part of the plan. You're part of the cabal that's holding black people back. But let me just say you're in good company. You're no different than Michael Guest. You're no different than Greg Harper. You're no different than Tate Reeves. You're no different than Delbert Hoseman and Philip Gunn and all these other folks who are using their positions to ensure their place in the new kingdom of the new world order. They just selling out everybody and people like Benny just selling out black people in particular on behalf of everybody else. Barack Obama went around it. He, he went out of his way and around the corner to promote everything LGBT crap. The record is clear and unbroken. They've got success stories and benefits and positive outcomes from his eight years of presidency. And we don't have anything to show for it other than some uh, velvet pictures of him and Michelle taking the oath of office. But again, we're the ones who said we were grown and ready for prime time, that we had a PhD in PhDs but we ain't got nothing to show for. Our kids are running amok. The murderers are getting younger and younger, and the murdered are getting younger and younger. And yet, all these preachers who was sitting up there with Joe Biden when he came to Jackson, and when Joe Biden went to any city that needed to get the black vote out, all them preachers set up in there, they, ain't got, they don't have anything new to offer, bro. 
They done trafficked in the blood of Jesus Christ. They're selling lamb chops and, and, and uh, um, uh, what's the shepherd's pie with the sheep that they were given to oversee. They ain't fearing God. They don't fear nobody. They're all about that paper. Thursday, glad to be back here in the studios again today. And this is your host, folks, it's Radio Strongman. Strongman would like to remind you, guns and gear in Gluckstadt. We'd like to invite you out. If you're just a weekend plinker, you're just a, a survivalist or a shooter or someone who just collects firearms, folks, they have some great offerings there at Guns and Gear. Located at Highway 51 at Yandale Road, right behind Magnolia Federal Credit Union and right next to the donut shop, in between the donut shop and Little Willie's. Uh, folks, stop on by there. Great service. Plus, they have ammo, ammo, accessories. They have everything you need to perfect your shooting craft or just, again, stock up. They got it there, Guns and guns and Gear. That's GunsAndGearMS.com on the web, and you won't be disappointed. The expertise they have there in the staff, you'll be stunned and amazed. Probably be left, left gasping for breath. I didn't know that. That's right, folks. They will remove the veil of ignorance from your head. All right, folks, it, uh, it is an open forum, but we have Mobile Bob. Hey, Kim. Hey, brother. Kim, what, what do the Democrats think they're going to gain with this, with this ridiculous support of transgenderism out there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw Biden took out attacking Ron DeSantis over the yo know, so-called can't say gay beer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And tra- I'm recognizing transgender day or something. It's maybe this what's the less than 1% of the population is fully be transgender. Less than 1%. It, they really think this is an appeal to the middle or to the, to the people. They think that this is the hill they want to die on with the, with the Sanders saying you want them to teach kids about transgenderism and whatever gays do. In kindergarten, that's on MSNBC where some teacher, supposed a gay teacher on there, mm-hmm. was I was not I didn't watch MSNBC. I watched another show. This show with with the gay teacher talking about it on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. I think it was Tucker, and the guy was on there wanting to say, he, he, "Yeah, if his kids ask him what he did this weekend, he wants to be able to tell them about what him and his uh, 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 husband, I guess, what they went kayaking or whatever, and tell them about whatever." And he said, well, what am I supposed to say? Dude, it's an easy thing to say. Hey, why don't you go discuss that with your parents? Mm-hmm. That's what it used to be said. When I went to school, I know it's been a long time since I've been in school. But we went, especially in kindergarten, first, second, third grade, we weren't asking the teachers what they did the weekend with their husband or wife. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't care. We didn't know anything about their home life. Well, you know why? It, it wasn't relevant. The, the teachers stayed on task. They had a lesson plan, and they carried out. The, see, these these weirdos want to make their their weirdness part of the lesson plan. Hey, uh, did you ever watch the movie The Wire on on HBO? No, bro. You bro, you need to watch that. And I, I like you. I, I was late watching it, but in uh in the it's about life in Baltimore. It's about life in a Democrat city. In other words, it's a movie about a hellhole or crap hole, <laughs> whichever you choose. And uh, there's a. Uh, one of the leading characters in there is a black guy named Omar. And Omar is a shotgun-toting Democrat kid. He robs dope dealers, and he'll rob anybody. But Omar is gay. He likes the boys. But 
The fact that he's gay, you know that as the story unfolds. But it's not like this guy's out here, you know, waving his flag, marching for his rights. That's just his flavor. And see, this teacher, and this is that lady at Disney that was, as a matter of fact, I saw three video clips of people with the CEO of Disney and then two of the, her underlings, all female, and、uh, two of them were black. And I'm just saying, you know what? You people just need to grow to death. You just need to grow up. You, you, you discovered what's in your pants or panties, and then you think you just got to go to work and tell everybody else what's going on. Don't, don't, don't nobody care. You are not that important. These are just some self absorbed. Uh, over the, I mean, these people got too much damn self esteem garnered from doing nothing but being what, weird? Oh, no. We, we're, not, we're not celebrating that, Hoss. But yeah, you need to watch The Wire. Omar, on there. Matter of fact, his name is,、uh, he just died. He died of a drug overdose, as many Democrats are apt to do because, <laughs> I mean, they, they got all that extra money and they got all that free time. So, but yeah, he died from a fentanyl overdose, I believe, a couple months ago. Good guy. But he was a good actor. Matter of fact, he was in Boardwalk. He was the black guy with the. Uh, uh, with the scar on his face.、Uh, chalky,、mm. they called him Chalky White.、Uh, Snowball, there's another name for you, brother. Chalky White. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,、uh, but no,、uh, see, gays have always been with us and nobody cared. But see, they were doing their job. Matter of fact, when I came up, gays were the ones who, I mean, you know, they were always on point dress wise. They did their job. You could depend on them, they're reliable. And、uh, they weren't all pushing all up in your face. You know, but these folks today, Look, they just, they, they just like Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith. She's just nasty. She can say she's got an open marriage and she's got an open mind. They ain't the only thing that's open now. <laughs> she's just nasty. And too many, you, too many of you folks out there who are marching for your white rights publicly, people perceive you as being nasty. Yeah, you may not think like that, but see, you could have w e n t on and been your own. You could have been a plumber, an electrician, a school teacher. A police officer and everything else. But no, you got to push the envelope. You got to let people know you're like that. And then when they say something, you're saying that they're being homophobic. No, you're drawing attention to yourself, okay? It's just like a woman who wears、uh, whatever, a revealing outfit, and everything is jiggling. Well, a, a, a jiggling object is going to catch the eye. If you come in there and the points are all bouncing up and down, bro, I ain't staring at you, bro. Hey, what's going on here? That's life. And they know what they're doing. These people are just troublemakers, man. Yeah, they're going to beat us down into submission. No, they're going to beat y'all down into say, submission. We're going to be forced to say they're going to be forced to say they're right by default because you won't allow people to say that you're wrong. Right. So, therefore, when no one's allowed to say that you're wrong, well, I must be right because nobody's saying I'm wrong. Right. Well, you won't let them say that you're wrong. So, that, so that doesn't make you right because you shut down debate. And that's the whole、yeah. point. They want to shut down debate. You don't get to debate it.、Right. You don't get, and you don't get to express your free, your, your, your,、uh, what you believe. I saw that nonsense that Disney was doing on there. And、uh, what about all the employees who do support what Ron DeSantis is doing?、Right. They're not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to protest. They're not allowed to say anything.、True. So, by default, well, all of these employees must agree, agree with it because none of them are not saying they don't.、Right. Now, you know what happens if they say that they don't? That's right. That's right. Well, as I said before, you know, these people are just, I mean, they are very childish. That's all it is. These people are childish. They want their way. They want to, they're like everybody else in that coalition of the Democrat Party. They want to bully and bogart and push up on folks and demand everybody else、uh, show them tolerance and they're intolerant of everybody else. They want to burn down everybody else's house and think that their house needs to be left standing because they're different. 
Hoss, I'm telling you, all they need is some good old testosterone sprayed on their butt. And the, all, the slippery slope that everybody was warning about, all these nitwits, including these Christians out there, who held their nose, is, and I guess I trace it back to Barack Obama. Had, when he first said that he supported gay marriage and won re-election, that's when the floodgates opened. Oh, yeah. Christian people had their chance, go, had their moment in the stand, especially black Christian, to stand up and say, "Oh no, horse, you both support gay marriage? No, no, I'm not voting for you. Or I just sit at home this election." No, they still carry their stupid behinds out there and push that button for that man, thinking, "Well, I ain't got the right to tell other people what to do." And now look where you are today. Mm. The slippery slope everybody was talking about. We, if they had crushed Obama after that, when he announced yeah. that then that would have set this gay movement back at least another 20 years. That was the watershed moment, and black Christians, Christian, especially black Christians, failed at that. And I'm talking about true Christians, failed at it because you just, you just had to vote for somebody because they looked their skin melanin account look similar to yours. And forget what the Bible said. Well, here we are. And if, but if Democrats want to go this route, they're going to find that a lot of people, more people support DeSantis than they do Biden. And all and these and Disney and all these other clowns on this issue, they don't want it taught to the kids. Precisely. Well, you know, uh, and that's what I was saying in my earlier rant about the black community. We can dance around, we can march, we can march backwards, upside down, sideways. It don't make a difference what direction we're in. We're headed out the back door. This is not going to sustain us. Everybody's excited about this Katenji Brown being on the Supreme Court because she's a black woman. She is a white liberal. She's she's anti-God. She's going to vote for everything God prevents, abhors, and rejects. And she's going to put her imprimatur, her finger on it, her signature on it, and by extension, all the black Democrats who support this crap. God cannot depend on black Democrats. He can't. He not 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 the Jesus Christ that I serve and I know of. He can't depend on these folks. They've already given in to their flesh. Now to kind of lay off black. Christians for a minute. The, just a uh, minute. Just a minute, though. Just one minute. All right. Yeah, just a minute. The selling out of our country has been done by has been done by all all politicians. Oh, absolutely. White, black, it doesn't matter. The, 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 a huge chunk of our politicians out there, are, especially in Washington, are selling out this country. And it's up to <laughs> people, black and white, to finally wake up, and uh, which hopefully we will one day, and stand up against it. To a degree, I, I take one thing back. Let's, I will not, not let it be forgotten. Joe Biden did not win the last election. He, is, he was not uh, made president by the American people. He was put in there by the powers that be, so I kind of have to back off on the people. People did not vote for this. Right. It's, it's clear. And see, I was reading an article uh, about Chris Wallace over why he felt uncomfortable at Fox because they kept pushing the uh, uh, election stolen narrative. Well, Chris, here's the thing. You cannot, well, you can. You're saying that the election was fair and square because the uh, person sitting in the White House passed all the benchmarks to get certified, qualified, yada, yada, yada. But the evidence is clear that they were able to bypass all those benchmarks through fraud. Now, if you want to split hairs and say it didn't happen, and then they say, well, Trump's challenging of of the uh, electoral count was evidence that he was trying to overthrow the government? No. And if you listen to what Mike Pence said, Mike Pence said there is no uh, uh, legal precedent 
Legal precedent suggests that the courts have ruled, and they say, no, you can't do that. The courts have not ruled. You see, that, right. that is a, a terminology that they're using, and Mike Wallace and others who say that the election was fair and square, no, Trump had every right to pursue those options under the Constitution that were available. Mike Pence just decided that he wasn't going to do it because he said there wasn't a court ruling on that. Well, there would have been a court ruling had he challenged it and threw it out there to be challenged. Period. Exactly. Well, again, the Democrats should be decimated and would be if if their cheat machine can't get going to full gear, which is going to be a lot harder to rig a couple of hundred elections than it was to rig two or three like they had to do the last time. Right. So maybe their cheat machine can't rig enough elections to this go around to, to save their butts. All right, man. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Time to get on the good foot, folks. That's right. Has your activity been limited because of you having to carry around an oxygen tank? You know, the ones with the wheels on it, those heavy ones? Well, no longer is that necessary. Anyone who wants to be active but can't because of the oxygen situation? Well, Home Care Plus now has Precision Medical Live Action 5 portable oxygen concentrator. Folks, it supports an active lifestyle. It's lightweight and can be worn comfortably on the shoulder and runs off a rechargeable lithium battery. Precision Medical Live Action 5 Oxygen Concentrator produces the highest oxygen purity possible. Plus, it has a five-year warranty. It's on sale now at Home Care Plus in Ridgeland at 864 Wilson Drive. Or give them a call, 601-957-9174, 601-957-9174. The Oxygen Concentrator at Home Care Plus. Plus, uh, as you know, they have a showroom. Unlike many of these medical equipment and supply uh, locations and businesses, they have a showroom. It's like going to Walmart, okay? They've got everything you can imagine for your rehabilitation, if you're a caregiver, if you're someone who has somebody who's hospitalized at home in a hospital bed, they have a separate showroom just for that, and it has all the different items that you might need once you bring somebody uh, home from the hospital in a hospital bed. Folks, they're going above and beyond the call of duty to help you serve your loved ones. Check them out today. Matter of fact, put this on your to-do list to visit Home Care Plus, 864 Wilson Drive, one day before the end of the year. You, look, if you go once, you're going to go back again. I go there once, at least once every 60 days. And I encourage you to do the very same. And there's always something there new on the shelves. There's a, huh, well, that, whoever came up with that, that's a good idea. Particularly as you start getting a little long in the tooth, you're going to need some things there. You got plantar fasciitis. You got problems, uh, bunions, you got bad breath, you got bald head, whatever you got, they can handle it. Plus, they have two pharmacists on duty. That's right, folks. You can get all your prescriptions filled. You can get your prescriptions compounded. You need it in a different format. They can handle it for you, folks. And if you have to pay cash, their fair pharmacy pricing is the best in the business. I encourage you to check them out. 601-957-9174. Folks, I want you to... In the state of Florida, the weirdos have filed a lawsuit against uh, the state of Florida regarding their uh, uh, law. And this is what Governor DeSantis signed off on on the law. The law says to you weirdos, and you know who you are, that not to try to groom and program kids in kindergarten to third grade with your crap, okay? Now, you should be uh, mature enough to articulate what you did this weekend without having to say, and then, and then we got out the long weenies and the dildo. You don't need to tell all that crap. 
You're just nasty. You're selfish. You're petulant. And if it was up to me, I'd fire you. But that's just me. I ain't in that position. But I'm just telling you what you are, all right? Kim, you just, whatever. I don't care. I ain't nothing to prove to you. So what? You think I'm homosexual or anti homosexual? So what? You don't want to think that your sexual orientation is, makes you so special. It does not. You just like black folks always thinking about everybody dislike them because of racism. Like you homosexuals can't have anything else about your personality type that somebody could dis- dislike. Get over yourself, homie. Or is that the right pronoun? I don't know. Whatever your issue is. I don't care. People getting on my last Negro nerve. Okay, the law, uh, the, the, the critics called it uh, don't say gay law. And they uh, argue that it's true intent is to marginalize the LGBTQ people and their family. Now, they, now they've added a couple, uh, they're, they're adding numerics and, 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 uh, 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 to this LGBTQ. I think they got LBG, LBG, LGBTQ uh, 1A or some crap like that. Man, get out of here. The challenge filed in federal court in Tallahassee on behalf of the weirdos alleges that the law violates the constitutionally protected rights of free speech, equal protection, and due process of students and family. This effort to control the minds through state censorship and to demean the LGBT, the weirdos, lives by denying their reality is a grave abuse of power, the lawsuit says. The United States Supreme Court has repeatedly affirmed the weirdos people, the weirdos and their families are at home in the Constitution. Or excuse me, are at home in the constitutional order. The state of Florida has no right to declare them outcasts or call them weirdos or to treat, their, uh, uh, treat them as outlaws by punishing schools when someone dares to affirm their identity and dignity. So why you got to affirm? If, you, if, I, if I pull into the oil change place and the guy down there changing my oil wants to affirm his ID, his identity, what the hell they got to do with him changing my oil? At what point are you out of line? Now, if that same teacher says, I am a Christian gay, oh, you gonna have a, you wouldn't go to court to defend him. See, the ACLU and these weirdos in the legal community that's supporting this lawsuit, who's filing this lawsuit, where were they defending our rights to our personal physical integrity when the vaccine mandates were coming down? See, these people have one agenda, which is to destroy this country. They're evil, demonic, and spawns of Satan. Yeah, I said it. Here's what the law says. The law states classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not appropriate age-wise or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Parents will be able to sue school districts who violated that by teaching their kindergarten to third grade the weird crap. So the question is, why can't they spend all this time talking about their weirdness on reading, writing, and arithmetic? Oh, we can't ask for that. You work for us, but we can't take... Oh, okay. You, You see how this works? Man, screw these people. If they can't bring a if that kindergarten brought a Bible to school and says, I rebuke you, weird teacher, and your freakiness. 
What, they're going to put the child in jail? As a matter of fact, that's what should happen. A child, second or third grade, should, you, you should send your child to get、uh, to school with some scriptures. And when the weird teachers start talking that crap, read the scriptures. Raise your hand, little Johnny.、Uh, yes,、uh, Miss Applegate.、Uh, look, here's the deal. This is what Jesus said about you. And read it. And every time, she, every time they go down that line, read some scriptures. And let the judge decide who has president under the Constitution to have free speech. Folks, this is how you fight these folks. These people, I'm telling you, they're nothing but bullies. And I'm telling you, matter of fact, I was going to say this. I went into、uh, one of the dollar stores yesterday. The shelves are empty. To you, black Biden supporters, you black Democrats, this y'all, y'all brought this crap on. It's only going to get worse. See, because you'll get behind some of this LGBT crap like you're getting behind Katenji Brown because she supports abortion and LGBT crap. The fact that the, the seed corn is disappearing, the crops ain't going to come in next year, that there's some hard times coming, you won't change course. If the salvation of America, if the salvation of black people, If the salvation of your family depended on these Democrats changing their position on LGBT and abortion, we all die. Because they're hardwired and programmed to do wrong. I'm not going to be found wrong about this. They ain't going to change. They will burn in hell, which they will burn in hell, before they change on abortion or LGBT crap. Carlton Reeves is going to vote for LGBT and abortion crap. He, Christ could be standing right in front of him and say, You better not do it. He's going to rule for him. He's going to rule for him. Well, Kim, I got to follow the Constitution. I know.、Uh, you just like everybody else. We do everything what our parents say. We do everything what Jesus s a y We do everything what the Constitution s a y These folks break the rule. Matter of fact, getting overturned ain't no big deal, seems like. But not when it comes to doing right. They ain't going to take the chance. So that's what one of you parents down there in Florida need to do. You need to send your child to school with some scripture citing that homosexuality and that weird crap is an abomination. Every time the teacher w a n t to have their free speech, let your child have theirs. Break it up at the t- You know me. My whole thing is let's fight them. We might as well have this fight now. All these new world order folks, all the Bill Gates. All these folks who are coming up here telling us, well, you know what? I was sitting back having my brandy after dinner the other evening, and I decided there's too many people on the planet, so I'm using my billions and billions of dollars to、uh, exterminate half of humanity. Folks, we need to grab this folk. We need, we need to grab these people up and explain to them that we don't really care for their ideals. And may our voice quiver. And the fervency of our belief c o m e through as they smell our breath, explaining the program to them. And guess what? That's going to happen. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not you're going to be, a, that you will participate in it. But I promise you, I'm going down swinging. And to, to the, all the people who took, all you elected officials who took the、uh, PPP money, or I should say the COVID money, Under the guise that you're going to save everybody when you know all it was that it was money came in and you gave part of it to your friends in the legal community and all up and down the food chain. 
Let me tell you what happens when the food runs out. You fair game, bro. You fair game. Because the constable on patrol, you know what he's worried about? He's worried about his family. He's worried about feeding his family. And you thinking you had all the laws of the land behind you, which you still do. So you ain't got nobody to come out there and enforce them for you. That's what I said. A power grid outage and a food shortage is going to bring this country to gunfire. Write it in blood. You know why I can say this? Because it's happened all over the world. When you're going to starve a man to death, And you think he's going to sit up there and watch you, Greg Harper, after you sold America down, sold Mississippi down, took your money and left the uh, Congress when we had all three branches of uh, government and we had all oh, we needed all men on the field and you bailed out on us. And you think you just going to live the good life and your neighbors around you are starving. Look, you probably you might do it. But history doesn't suggest it's going to go good for people who are part of, of the regime. Our number is 601-879-00. And it's not just Greg, Mike Guess, Benny, Biden, Obama, Fauci, Dobbs, and all those other medical bigwigs up there who killed your mama, your grandmama, let them die in the hospital bed without a drink of water. Oh, there are going to be some accounts settled, I would imagine. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back, and it is... Monday, third. No, actually, it's Thursday. <laughs> Glad to be back in the studios after a day off. Anyway, uh, we got uh, 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 artists coming in, artists, a, uh, a writer coming up the stairs here, and they'll be with us, and we'll be talking with them. And it'll be a little uh, a change of pace here. But uh, at the end of the day, folks, they are literally tearing our country apart. This is it's happening right before your eyes. It's like boiling uh, uh, bullfrogs right now. They just got the water slowly increasing the heat. But those empty store shelves mean something. Russia and Ukraine, supposedly, uh, they're not going to be planting the wheat for next year. Uh, Ukraine provides 11% of the world market. Russia, about 16%. And, of course, we here in the West, we could ramp up. But Russia and Ukraine also has a lot of the phosphorus reserves that the fertilizer and all the fertilizer does not all of it but what it does is increase the crop yields as you know so if you want some little scrawny you know vegetables and stuff that's what you're going to get you're just not going to have the overabundance that's, that you once had folks this is all by plan we set the oil fields on fire in iraq and kuwait or they were set on fire and oil prices didn't go up this high thank you uh, mobile bob making that point and the same thing, we fought wars all over this world and didn't have this kind of famine. Not in America. It's by design. It's by the Democrats. It's by those Republicans who took the money and left Donald Trump high and dry. Be ye ready. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Now, you want to know what I'm thinking? The mayor got to stop smoking that dope. The mayor All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from WYAB. 1039 FM. Well, 
Folks, with no further ado, using the full weight of my local influence and my connections, I have secured the presence of one literary genius, giant, mogul. We have secured the presence of、uh, her stage name is Sam Mim, Sam I Am, or Green Eggs and Ham, something like that. But she's written a book. I think you're going to find fascinating. She's, she, she's got good deliveries.、Uh, well, with no further ado, we have in the studios the author of Life at the Angel's Nest. And we have the mother of Anson Walker. We have Miss Shirley Marshall. How are you doing? Anson was here a couple weeks ago and he did a great job. So、That's、we're、great. expecting you to carry on the family tradition. <laughs> Thank you, Kim, for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to have you here. And,、uh, First of all, tell people a little bit about yourself as much as you can, because、uh, we do have、uh, federalities listening. So if you've got warrants, you may not want to tell everything. <laughs> You're probably right <laughs> about that. Well, I,、uh, I'm a country girl from Canton, Mississippi. Okay. I've been an activity director for 25 years at St. Catharines Village, and that's one of the inspirations for writing this book,、hmm. Life at the Angel's Nest Nursing Home.、Uh, it's definitely not a nursing home. It's a place full of independent senior adults、mm-hmm. that are just on fire.、Mm-hmm. And it was just you know, a fun time for me. Before that, I worked at Alta Woods Baptist Church about 100 years ago <laughs> as assistant activity director there. Worked with senior adults, loved it, loved、mm-hmm. being with seniors. So I developed a passion for them during that time. That was about 1977, I think. Right. And、uh, after that, I went on, finished my BA degree, and then started teaching school at Jackson Academy.、Hmm. Enjoyed that for quite a while, but then went from coaching to cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, wasn't making any money at JA. So I, <laughs> back then, you didn't make a lot of money. You did it because you wanted to teach kids.、Right. And、uh, it was rewarding. But anyway, so I left there and went into the cosmetic industry for, goodness, 12, 13 years. As a trainer and executive director,、mm-hmm. learned a lot about that. And,、uh, but I was on the road all the time、uh-huh. because I was a trainer for the company. And I couldn't see the boys playing ball, it couldn't be normal. So,、mm-hmm. a good friend of mine,、uh, roommate from college, she called me and said, Shirley, if you want a normal job, go by St. Catharines Village. They're looking for an activity director. And I said, Where is that? She said, It's in Madison in a cow pasture. <laughs> well, back in 1988, when they built this、uh, village,、uh, it was a cow pasture.、Mm-hmm. Some doctors owned the property, and I found out where it was, and I went over and was interviewed. And in 1992, June the 15th, as a matter of fact,、um, I was hired and became their activity director. Hmm. Fell in love with those senior adults. Is that right? Fell in love with them, yeah. Wow. Folks, we're talking with、uh, Shirley Marshall. Look, the book is called Life at the Angel's Nest.、Uh, the, her pseudonym is、uh, Sam Mim. Is that what、yeah. it is? And the last part,、oh. nursing home. Uh, Life at the、uh, Angel's <laughs> Nest Nursing Home.、Yeah. Well, how'd you come up with this title? What, what inspired that? Thank you for asking. My mother, when she came to visit me at St. Catharines, she couldn't believe it. She fell in love with the Dominican sisters and she said, Oh, Shirley, you're in a nest of angels.、Mm. Well, I was. And 
So that I, I kept that little phrase in my my brain, and then years later, I would uh, tell people a funny story, something that a resident did, and it was hilarious. And right. They'd say, well, "You need to write a book," and then another time, I would tell another story. Oh, you need to write a book. So then, after a few years of that, I decided to start taking notes mm. and trying to remember some of these crazy, funny stories. Mm. And I did. And so from that, I, I started just cataloging and end up cataloging with a book. them in, uh, writing titles for chapters, and it just started coming easy for me to do that. And mm. lately, it well, came to fruition. Wow, this is this is interesting. We have again, uh, the book is called "Life at the Angel's Nest Nursing Home," and uh, uh, this is the experiences with the uh, residents there over the last 25, 30 years by, uh, well, I call her Shirley, but we'll call her <laughs> Sam. I don't know what you want to be called. It's fine. You okay. can call me Shirley Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, uh, she's written this book here. And now where can they pick this book up? It's not available yet, Kim. Mm-hmm. They are doing the ebook now. Okay. And so probably a week or two it'll be out uh, with Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Now, are you going to do the audio version of it? Yes, that's what they're working on now. Oh, okay, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I thought e books were just the uh, one you got to read on the computer, okay. right? And mm-hmm. then they're doing audio and ebook. I okay. think. Are so. you going to do it in your own voice? Mm, I don't think so. I think you should. <laughs> Somebody yeah. else told me that. Yeah, I may. Yeah, I mean because that's going to bring out the flavor of the commentary. You're the that. second person that yeah, said only that to you me. can do it, Shirley. I hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, go Shirley. Go Shirley. Go Shirley. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, Give us some examples of one of the stories that kind of you know, resonates with you, comes to the top of mind uh, from the book that, you know, let me give us a flavor there. All right, let me start off. The Russian Ballet. <clears throat> if you don't mind, I'll, I'll read until you tell me to stop. Okay. But they're all short stories, but mm-hmm. they're, they actually happen. You can't make stuff like this up. Mm-hmm. I did change the names to protect the guilty. <laughs> okay. The Russian Ballet. All right. The Angel's Nest Nursing Home was a really fun place to work. Two weeks into my employment, we had the Russian Ballet visit our home to give us one of their performances. Before heading over to the ballet center, everyone was excited about this event, since we'd never had a ballet group, much less the Russians coming. When the performance showed up, but the excuse me, when the performers showed up at our little Angel's Nest, I came to realize that we had no room for them to dance because there were 30 of them. What was I to do? <laughs> the only thing I could do was open up our chapel and let them perform. After all, they had come a long distance, and I wasn't about to disappoint them or our anxious residents. Sister Regina was my boss. She was out of town for that week, so I really didn't ask permission to move the sacristy and the holy water and the lit candles so that these Russians could run down the aisle in their tutus displaying sachets and ballet leaps and carrying partners on their shoulders to throw to the floor in spins and swan moves. I glanced around the chapel to see if everyone was excited and saw mouths wide open from excitement as I had only imagined. On Monday morning, I had a visit from Sister Regina. She was so excited I could hardly understand her dialogue, which went something like this. I realize that you are brand new at this job, and you are not familiar with the rules for the chapel. The chapel is a very holy place. We are not allowed to have secular activities in this place. We did not go over this particular rule during orientation, so don't worry. Your job is not in jeopardy. But in the future... 
please schedule your events for the activity room unless the event is of a religious nature. Many of our residents were in shock during the performance, but since the Russians returned everything in its proper place, they were pleased to know that Russians visited the Angel's Nest Nursing Home. This will give them something to talk about for a long, long time. <laughs> well, it's easy to ask forgiveness and permission, as that lesson would learn there. <laughs> Folks, we're talking with Shirley Marshall. The book is very interesting. It's about the lives and loves of the residents uh, that she interacted with at the Angel's Nest Nursing Home. You know it as St. Catherine's Village. And, uh, you know, people ride by there and they, what's going on over there? What is that place? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, what was your first measure of it when you, when you I mean, I, I know you were excited about taking the job, but, you know, you got such a, uh, the, the diversity of, of residents, their life's experiences, et cetera. You probably learned a lot from them, too. I did, Kim. And this is something that really stuck with me. Years ago, my dad, when I was probably in the fourth grade, my dad said to me, he said, Shirley Ann, listen to older people. Mm-hmm. Listen to what they say and learn from them because they have experiences you will never experience yourself, and they have walked the walk and talked the talk. So listen to older people and respect them. And that stuck with me. And when I worked at Outerwoods Baptist Church as assistant activity director, th- I just started having a passion for seniors. And then when I got to St. Catharines to see the retired president of Coca-Cola Bottling Company, presidents of a, 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 a Tylon Zipper Company in Decatur, uh, a librarian from New York, pastors, teachers. They're, they're walking encyclopedias. The lady who uh, was the president of um, the, oh, some of the, uh, oh, I can't think of, the Heart. Who was oh, it? Heart, uh, American Heart Yeah, American Heart president of that and she was the our first president of the uh, residence council at St. Catharines and taught me so much about how to organize, how to delegate, uh, mm. what it's like to have uh, committees and their functions. I soaked her up like a sponge. Mm. Lucille Little, I'll call her name out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's in heaven now, but Lucille taught me so much about how to pull out from committees things that need to be done. She mm-hmm. said, if you don't form an organization and you and delegate and use uh, committees and get good people in charge of those committees, you'll never get anything done. Mm-hmm. Well, I took her advice. And so as I started, one good thing about St. Catharines, they let me do my thing. And I started doing what I called positive positioning. I just made that up. But mm-hmm. what it did, I, I decided to pick out leaders in our groups, with, we had many leaders. Mm-hmm. But the thing I did see was that there were leaders for every activity we had. Uh, I would put somebody in charge. Right. Uh, just like bingo. I thought bingo was bingo. There's more to do than bingo. That was going to be the title of my book at one time. There's more to life than bingo. <laughs> but the bingo group ended up being one of the largest activities on a Friday night that we ever had. Wow. We'd have 50 to 75 people in bingo. Well, Who's going to call every week? We had a committee. We have 12 uh, couples that would would call out bingo on a rotating uh, schedule. Mm. And so we had somebody in charge of bingo. Uh, We had current events. Uh, A wonderful man who was a retired Marine who took over and started the current events. And it was just awesome to see what these residents wanted to do and could do. 
And one thing I would also do was uh, I would, with the positive positioning, I would <laughs> I put out a, a calendar every every month. And then I would also do these little memos or activity sheets and put in their mailboxes. And I would find uh, an activity and put someone in charge of it. And I might say, the committee decided that you're the best person for this job. Uh, for instance, croquet. We had 62 No, I believe it was 65 charter members of our croquet team, Hmm. 65 charter members. Well, we had to have somebody to help us organize and somebody to help us with the games to to get things scheduled and run smoothly. And and we found the person to do that. As a matter of fact, he loved it so much, he started teaching workshops in croquet. And Hmm. then he found places for us to go to play other seniors uh, at Strong River and different Hmm. uh, several, three or four different places. And we went to and had croquet tournaments. Just awesome to see what these people could do. Wow. Well, we're talking, again, the book is called Life's Angels ne- Life at the Angel's Nest, Nursing Home by Shirley Marshall. Her pseudonym is Sam Mim, M-Y-M. And uh, now you got a social presence, Facebook page, where they can kind of contact you and stay up on when this is going to hit the hit the market and all that? Well, I'm on Facebook, Kim, mm-hmm. just Shirley Marshall. And also the website is, they're working on that now. And that'll be out pretty soon, and it'll be on Facebook and then Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, okay. like that. Well, we'll keep you posted. Our number is 601-879-0002. If any of you out there who are part of this book and you want to call in to deny what she's written about you, you're welcome. <laughs> 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday, and again, we were out on yesterday, but we are back live today, and we have a special guest in the studios who we will get to in a momentum, but I need to tell you about our good friends down at Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge in Georgetown, Mississippi. As many of you who who uh, know that they are offering services, rehab services for people suffering from addiction, it's not just drugs, it's not just alcohol, it's whatever you have, whatever has you bound, because they have the secret sauce. They have the word of God. They teach strictly from the Bible. 14th month, 14 months of uh, uh, teaching of what God says about life, about being a man and about getting your life together, your responsibilities. And it teaches you that life is not just about rights and privileges. It's about responsibilities. And they get to what you need. They have like a 75% uh, success rate of the graduates who go on and finish the program. There are no uh, bars up. There are no doors to hold you in. If you decide, I'm out of here, I don't want to do this anymore, hey, they're going to pray for you and wish that you not uh, leave the program, but they are going to continue on, and they operate strictly on faith. They don't take any government money. So we're asking you to contribute. If you have an old automobile that you'd like to donate for that, so that they can repurpose it uh, through their uh, auto repair shop, and they also have a used car lot in Crystal Springs, on Pat Harrison Highway, 1164, where you can go there and buy the automobiles that you donate, and uh, not you buy it, but, I mean, they make it available for people who need a car, people trying to get that second car, that first car to keep their job, keep the household going. So when you support Mercy House Adult Team Challenge in this way, it's the circle of life. A lot of people get touched. A lot of families get reconnected and made whole, and their grip on life is more secure because of you. Or you can become a donor. Once a month, just offer $21 uh, on a draft, and that will go towards leaving the lights on for one individual who has a problem paying for his own upkeep. 
They're not going to turn anybody away. They're just going to put more water in the soup, make sure everybody has a bowl in front of them. But the, here's the thing you can help out. This is good ground to sow into. Many of you wondering, where can I put my money where it's going to make a difference? Because I, I want to help humanity. This is how you do it Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge. If you have slightly uh, uh, used or gently used items such as clothing or household items, they have a thrift shop in Byron. And you can、uh, drop it off down there and they'll be repurposed for the same thing. Uh, help people get in their lives together. And many of these men are getting back on their feet.、Uh, they need clothing, they need housewares, and things like that. And plus, somebody donated a house, the Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge, that they're using as a half, halfway house for those who graduated, are going to stay in the area, and they need a place to stay while they get their first paycheck, yada, yada, yada. Well, that house needs some materials. It needs a little work, and they're working on it right now. You can go online to mercyhouseatc.org. That's mercyhouseatc.org. And、uh, make a contribution to that. If you have some materials, building materials you want to donate. If you have an old, uh, 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 well, I shouldn't say old hog, but if you have a hog you're getting ready to slaughter in the, uh, uh, in the fall or whenever they slaughter and you want to donate some of that bacon, those men love to eat in the morning, eat a little breakfast or some eggs. Some of you got farms down there and、uh, you laying a lot of eggs around there. You can always donate to Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge. MercyHouseATC.org. But wait, there's more. They also have a woodworking shop where they make knickknacks, paddywhacks, and they give dogs bones, wooden bones if you want them. Folks, you can have your Booster Club、uh, contract with them for some of the items and have a fundraiser, and it helps everybody out. It's the circle of life. MercyHouseATC.org. The one you heard Phil Bryant talking about, this is the same one. They do good work. We commend them to you highly. All right, let's get back to our special guest, the multi talented, the multi fat. Do you dance too, Shirley? If I have to. All right. She's a musician. She's a teacher. She's a cook. And she is an excellent cook.、Uh, I tell you what, all you got to do is mention a dish. I tell you what, it will materialize the next day. <laughs> so we had tip to her, and we need to send a shout out to her,、uh, my friend and her husband, Bert. Hey, Bert. I know you're out there listening. And a、uh, hat tip to you, my friend. And now, sure, let's get back to the going ons at the village over there at the、uh, nursing home, the Angel's Nest. So, what other kind of experiences did you have that you're ratting out on the,、uh, the patients now, other than the residents? <laughs> I want to go back to that positive positioning. Right. Kim, we wrote seven plays. Really? And we were called the Punchline Theater. There was a man who was in the book, but、um, <clears throat> his name I will not reveal now. <laughs> <laughs> And he, it was his idea to start making, you know, writing plays. And、I said, well, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So he would come into my office with an idea, and I would put it on paper, and then I would start. We'd name the characters. And、uh, the first play was What You Got.、Mm-hmm. And it was in a doctor's office, and people would come in, and they'd be sick. So we'd name the,、uh, we would do the cast. And the positive positioning came when we would write down all the members in this play, maybe seven in the particular play, and we would go ahead and, and get the resident to match the. The、uh, actor in the play, and we would send out a little memo. You have been chosen by the Punchline Theater Committee <laughs> to be in this play because you'll be perfect for this part. Well, that's just one incident of that.、Hmm. Another thing, when we had choir members, we would say, We'd love for you to be in our choir.、Uh, we'd love for you to come and sing with us. And in the 25 years that I was there, I only had three people. To say no to me.、Hmm. And it was, I, I think it was because 
we handled it in a in a in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. We encouraged people to come and try something, even if they never had done something before. Come and try it. Mm. Uh, we had a man uh, that sang, and he he had a wonderful voice, the voice of Perry Como. It was just mm. he, Bob Baskin is his name, and he was great at singing and. Didn't know he could sing, and I heard him in a group when we were having music, which is one of the things I love to have there. And I said, who is that singing? And his wife said, it's my husband. He loves to sing. We started a group. We started singing. I was Patsy Cline. He was Hank Williams. (laughs) And we started singing together all over the place. Mm -hmm. And he loved a challenge, and he even sang Ave Maria in Latin. He got to the point where he loved to sing and would sing anything mm. and was, was great at it. So so that was one thing, you know, positive positioning was good. But we didn't know that so many people had so many gifts. And, and I would just search and seek and try to find out what their button was. We had a man, Jake Hamilton. He loved music. And every event we had, he would bring his little recorder and a little music box. And every event, if we needed music... He wanted to play the music. Mm. He wanted to do the music. And I will never forget, he came to choir. He said, I I cannot carry a tune in a bucket, but I want to be in the choir because I love music. So we let him be our drummer during the Christmas uh, music. Mm -hmm. During the the, the holidays, we, we did some Christmas music, and we sang Little Drummer Boy. And he took two pencils, Kim, and a garbage can and started playing Drummer Boy. Wow. Well, I, he was just magnificent with mm. that little garbage can and two pencils. And the residents saw this, and somebody donated a drum. And he was then our drummer in everything. Drummer he was our little drummer boy. So so those are the kind of things that, that just kept us going and, and kept kept everything exciting for us. Um, uh, the, the plays, Has He Gone Home? That was about a mayor who died. Mm-hmm. But the Punchline Theater, at the end of every play, and I'm, I've, I've started a second book, and the plays will be in there. Mm-hmm. Some of the plays will be in the second book because there, it's just too lengthy to right. do it in the first. But uh, we, would, we would position these people. And if you could see on the cover of this book, that one lady with that cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Right. That, that's like Phyllis Diller to That's me. a rolled piece of paper that uh-huh. looks like a big, long cigarette with Phyllis Diller. <laughs> and this woman is alive and well today and still cuts up <laughs> like Phyllis Diller and, and then some. Wow. Uh, but, but, you know, these are the kind of, of uh, uh, senior adults we have still there. No inhibitions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They, I learned a lot from them with that. They, they, they didn't shy away from anything. They wanted more, <laughs> more, you know, of everything. So it, it's just been a fun time for me, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. I didn't even want to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retired on June fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, which is exactly twenty five years. And I, I really didn't want to, but my well, see, husband. It sounds like you, you really, really enjoyed the job. I did. Mm-hmm. And, and Bert said, don't retire until you're ready, honey, because mm-hmm. I know how much you love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I waited until I Well, uh, um, are they calling you back for special events and occasions, or do you go back over there? Well, we have an apartment there, mm-hmm. but I don't go back a lot because we have a farm, and we stay mm-hmm. so busy there, mm-hmm. and we're real involved in our church. So 
uh, I'm just kind of letting them do their thing now, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of stepping back. Uh, I will say this. I was very proud of um, the choir that we started right when I first came. Music was a key factor. As a matter of fact, there were seven things that I wanted to pursue there and to keep residents with, you know, as far as balance in their life. And that was, I wanted to name that for you, physical fitness. You know, mm-hmm. I was a coach at JA. So right. I, I believe in physical fitness. We made sure that that they, I told them, if you can't stand up, just sit down and move something. I yes. mean, let, let, let's get with it. And right. uh, But they did. They're independent. So they we did. We had a lot of good exercise equipment. We had walking clubs. Uh, we walked around Mississippi literally just every 20 minutes was a mile, and we put the state of Mississippi on the bulletin board. And we had 55 people to sign up because they wanted to walk around Mississippi, and it was just walking down the hall. Wow. But now, does that not inspire you to know that 55 mm. old folks want to go around Mississippi? Well, it made me ashamed of myself. Uh, <laughs> so you got social, tired of walking it. Right. <laughs> Call Uber. Uh, number 601-879-0002. We, we're talking with uh, Miss Shirley Marshall. She's written the book, Life at the Angel's Nest, Nursing Home. You know it as St. Catherine's Village. She has a lot of stories in there about the residents there and how the interaction went and uh, diff- different things. When we come back, I want you to read us another uh, uh, chapter out of this here, a little story about one of your residents, okay? Would love to. Our number is 601-879-0002, and you can find her on Facebook, Shirley Marshall. Now, what kind of picture do you have on your page so they'll know? Oh, just a good-looking picture of me. Okay. I thought it was Betty Boop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is, it's Thursday, and we have the literary giant in the studio with us, Miss Shirley Marshall. She's written a book, A Life at the Angel's Nest, Nursing Home. That's right, folks, you can get it. Just go to her website, on, I mean, go to her Facebook page, Shirley Marshall, and uh, uh, just send her a message, say, keep me posted, let me know the links when everything is set and ready to go, yada, 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 yada. But before we get back, Miss Marshall, we want to remind you, uh, Remax agent Rita Jensen. Rita stands at the ready to help you with all your real estate needs. As you know, she's the consummate professional. Three decades in the business, success dogs her footsteps because she puts in the hard work. She's working, marketing, and she's getting the job done. She guarantees uh, her activities. If she said you want to list your home with me, I'll list it. Okay, you gonna? I'm gonna just tell you now. You need to be prepared to move because you're gonna have to move because Rita's gonna sell that house. And she's going to get you the price. When you get it from the closing table, this is what you're going to know. That everybody at that table got the best deal that was possible. That's the way she rolls. She guarantees results. She's a great girl. I commend her to you highly. That's Rita Jensen. The Rita's number is 720-4037. 601-720-4037. Or check her out on the web. Rita Jensen. That's J-E-N-S-E-N dot net. Again, that number, 720-4037. Area code 6. Oh, one. All right. With no further ado, Miss Shirley Marshall, give us another one of your stories of the uh, residents there at the Angel's Nest Nursing Home. The name of this story is the Indoor Pool Party. The Angel's Nest Nursing Home had an indoor swimming pool that wasn't used very much. Being a creative activity director, I decided it was time for an indoor pool party with food and drinks. The cooking staff fixed sandwiches and chips and little finger foods while the residents decided to bring the drinks. We had iced tea and Bloody Marys. 
A few of the residents did not know that vodka was in the drink, including me. <laughs> Having a celery stick and an olive in a drink would lead one to believe that that was a healthy concoction. <laughs> For the main event of the party, the ladies were dressing as water swans and doing a swan dance in the pool. Yeah, really. The men were dressing up as ladies with wigs so they would not be identified to play a volleyball game in the water with the swans. Looking back, I realized that the men probably brought the Bloody Marys. Mm -hmm. Cannot imagine that a swan would do such a thing. <laughs> As the music was playing and the swans were dancing in the water, a new couple came into the swimming area, Nancy and John from New Orleans, Louisiana. When the men came out of the dressing rooms looking like women and the Marine song was playing, Nancy and John looked at each other and said, Let's call the children and tell them that we're in the right place. This is going to be great. We'll never get bored here. The pool was heated, and the room was very warm about this time. Bloody Marys were being consumed rapidly by everyone, thinking if they were having a very healthy drink. One of the retired pastors at the village, Bill Bass, started singing and dancing all by himself without any help from anyone. The shocking news is that he could not carry a tune in a bucket. His wife was speechless and turning very, very pale. In a flash, she had the pastor by his ear dragging him out of the room. We did not see Pastor Bask and his wife for several weeks. We just hoped that they began speaking to one another again. For about a month, they would pass their neighbors in the hall with a brief nod. Eventually, the shame, the shame. Eventually, things got back to normal, we think. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So you guys had some good times over there, it sounds like. You know, you had another story in here that had a uh, uh, about the banks competing for services, uh, to offer services to the residents over there. Yeah. What happened at that little incident? <laughs> Kim, you don't mean it. Yeah. You I'll want me to read that one? Yes, I'll read it if you don't. No. Well, read it, Kim. No, no, no. no. Well, give it, where's the book at here? <laughs> the bank got us in trouble? Yeah, the bank got us in trouble. Oh, yeah, no. you can read that. 89. Yeah. Read it, Kim. Okay, our local banks, two of them to be exact, were always competing to get the residents' deposits. Uh, they would host parties, give bingo prizes, and even sponsor day trips and a few overnight trips. Each month, the residents would try to come up with something else, uh, something new that the banks could give them that would outdo the other bank. One bank wanted to host the croquet extravaganza, that was coming up in a month or so. This was just before Easter, and the bank events planner did not want to spare any expense. She wanted to do something that would hit the local newspaper. Huh? Oh, that would hit the local newspaper and spread throughout the country as well as rub the other bank's reputation raw. Ta-da! <laughs> the food would be catered by a company in the neighboring town, and martinis would be served. I'm seeing a pattern here. And martinis would be served <laughs> in a glass with a beautiful ripe strawberry in the bottom of each drink. They would look elegant, and every table would have linen cloth and spring bouquets to match the linens. Well, the food table would have an enormous centerpiece that would be given away at the end of the event, along with many other elaborate door prizes and a bottle of champagne to the winning team. The bank even hired a master of ceremonies to conduct the entire event. The local newspaper was contacted, let the games begin, and they did. The music played. The teams hit the ball all over the small field, hitting trees and metal brackets in the ground that housed the outdoor lights, but the band played on, and uh, the play continued. Drinks were served to all who attended, and the food was being consumed at a rapid rate. Prizes were handed to those whose names were drawn out of a big glass bowl, 
and the bank was receiving the compliments and praises from all. Okay, it's time to end this wonderful event, the bank、uh, master of ceremony said. The bank left on a city bank.、Uh, excuse me, the band left on a city bus. <laughs> the bank tellers were packing up extra supplies and loading them into vehicles. But wait, there was a problem. The master of ceremonies politely made his exit, but none of the residents were leaving their tables. What's wrong? Well, they were having a good time and they hated to depart.、Uh, excuse me, the question was were they having a good time? <laughs> Having such a good time that they hated to depart from their friends and neighbors. Let me finish. One <laughs> little resident raised her hand and, in her tiny, frail voice, said, We're all dizzy. I don't think we can walk. Can the maintenance men come and get us and take us to our apartments? With great concern, the question was asked if anyone could walk home. Not hardly a person raised their hand. It took the staff, maintenance, and the bank tellers 45 minutes to get each resident safely home. One resident said she was drinking those fruit drinks just to get to the beautiful big strawberries at the bottom of the glass. <laughs> the bank didn't give any more parties for quite a while, and the residents could not understand why fruit drinks could make you so dizzy. <laughs> Folks, good times are had, at all, had by all at St. Catherine's Village or I'm sorry, the Angel's Nest Nursing Home. That's right. Sam Mim, the author, we also know her as Shirley Marshall. She's here in the studios with us. Shirley, so what does this book represent to you? This book represents senior adults who are not dead yet,、hmm. they're senior adults who have a story, who have a life, and still want to live life to the fullest. And when they go into a senior facility, an independent senior facility, especially, and even、uh, mm-hmm. assisted living, they're、mm-hmm. still full of life as well.、Mm-hmm. And, and also total、mm-hmm. nursing care. I won't leave them out. But、right. when you go into a place like this and you still have so much life left, my goal for this book is to let people understand that we're not dead yet.、Mm-hmm. Kim, I'm 71 years old, and I've、mm-hmm. got a lot of living,、yep. if God's willing.、Shape. And I want people to understand that we have a lot to offer.、Mm-hmm. These people changed my life. They changed my perspective of what life was all about. And, and, and it really set me on a new course. And that's my passion.、Uh, it has been my passion to make sure that the story gets told that there are brilliant people out there. They're seniors and they need respect. They need for people to look at them, listen to them, and to learn from them. Right. That's what it's about. And when we stop doing that, and when young people stop doing that, Kim,、mm-hmm. and, and I'm saying young people and, and adults as well,、mm-hmm. when they stop looking at seniors, because look, let's, let's, let's be honest, they've walked the walk, they've、mm-hmm. talked the talk, they've got stories that they need to tell,、mm-hmm. and they need to tell them. That is true. And that respect, I wish. That we could bring that back. But I hope through this book that at least people will know that there are some fun folks out there and they just need to get to know them. And that's one reason I put、uh, in the book that their knowledge, their experiences all over the world were shared with many, and so much of their stories are appreciated and cherished. I want people to take time to read these stories, to get to know some of these incredible people. They'll bless you. They'll teach you so much that your smartphone and your computer can never teach you. And in this rapidly changing world that we live in, certainly our country,、uh, they represent that bridge to the past when America truly was great. 
I mean, they paid the dues. They're certified, stamped on both sides. They're credentialed by life itself. And、uh, they have a lot of information to pass on. And we would be remiss. Well, actually, we would harm ourselves not to take advantage of it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, with no further ado, we got one more story. Shirley, please. The atomic bomb. During my wonderful years at the home, I met some very incredible and rare folks. One of those rare beings was Mr. Jack Hayes. This man would walk down the hall with his head down and travel at a most unusual walking speed for his age of 85. If you spoke to him with a good morning, he would nod his head and keep walking. When he and his lovely bride would come down for dinner each evening, his wife Ethel would carry on a conversation with him, and, but then other residents at the dinner table would just kind of nod. Mr. Jack ate in silence. Jack and Ethel would walk back down the hall to their apartment, smiling at each other and carrying on a busy conversation between the two of them. If someone passed, they would stop, nod, and continue on their merry way. One morning, I went into the exercise room to check out all of the equipment, which I did each month, to be sure that everything was working in good order. To my surprise, Mr. Hayes was riding on one of the Aerodyne bikes. The treadmill was parallel to the Aerodyne, so I jumped on. And began to walk at a slow pace. After about three minutes, Mr. Jack glanced my way. I politely said good morning, and he said good morning. He gave me a reply, and curiosity was stirred. So I began a conversation with what type of work he was involved in, with he and Miss Ethel. The time slipped by, and after about 45 minutes of deep conversation, I asked Mr. Jack if he would be one of our very first storytellers and come to the activity room at his convenience to tell his remarkable story. He smiled and said he would be delighted. I immediately began planning the next month's activities to include the storyteller, Mr. Jack Hayes. The day finally came for our first storyteller series. Each month, a resident would be selected to tell their story for about 30 minutes to a listening audience. The room was full, there w a s not any seats left. It was about 10 minutes before Jack was to speak. He had not come into the room, so I was a bit concerned. I very casually slipped out of the activity room. And You're going to have to get the book to get the rest of the story.、Uh-huh. Shirley Marshall on Facebook. <laughs> You're going to enjoy the book,、uh, Life at the Angel's Nest Nursing Home. You know it as St. Catherine's Village. Shirley, we appreciate you. All the best. Let us know when you get that book up and ready and rolling. We're going to pass it out here. Thank you. God bless you. Let's take a break. See you on the radio. 